Todd. Christopher. I like your shirt. Thank you very much. It's a Christmas gift. <laughs> Clearly. It's oh you you know, you know, it's it's a nice uh D and D themed uh the eyes of the beholder. Uh Christmas sweater. How are you doing today, Todd? Do I need to do laundry? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right as well. Just just finished eating a, a tasty meal. Uh, uh what'd you have? Uh it was like a like a smoked meat hash. Ooh, it's a lot better. It's a lot better than the meal that I've chosen. What did did you have? Blueberry muffin. Oh hell yeah, dude! And I had a cinnamon raisin bagel with butter for breakfast. So I'm really this weekend's really going strong for me. (laughs) I'm not sure if the issue is on my end, your end, or somewhere in the middle. There's just like a big gap in between what was said and. uh, and uh, the, the the sound that I heard coming through my through my ears. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as a blame on myself. Usually, I I don't know I don't know enough about uh, how these calls work to know your your audio and video and stuff. Everything's working good on my end, but my end's not the one that really matters. <laughs> that's that's very true. Yeah, actually, no, they they, they all matter. That's fair. Every every. Saturday. I mean, I am releasing this as an episode of my own podcast now. So, Ooh, what's the name of your podcast? Um, yo, it's Toddy and Friends. <laughs> I'm into it. How many episodes in are you? Uh, four hundred and eight. Oh, damn! That's a lot of friends, dude. <laughs> uh, it's been the same two friends at all alternating uh, episodes. You're actually going to be the first. Uh, it's AJ and AJ's twin brother from elementary school. I don't know them personally. <laughs> yes, AJ's twin. <laughs> Oh God! The secret, uh, the story of JA. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, so, so normally the way I start all of these, uh, but before I chit chat, is actually just to say, uh, one, confirm you're ready, and then two, say that I'm gonna drop in uh, the the theme song. Yep, I'm all good to go, man. I'm all ready. Excellent. Hello and welcome to Hello We Don't Talk, Let's Talk, the show where I, Christopher Hall, reconnect with old friends. Today's guest, you may know him because uh, he just stands head and shoulders above everybody that I've ever met. It is the incomparable Todd Jasper's Fair. Hello. Todd. Thanks for having me, Chris. What's good? How's it going? It's going pretty well. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen you since I think we that time we went out to dinner with AJ and Daryl. Yep. I was expecting to see you at the UW Summit, but I didn't on night one. I don't know if you went to night two. I did go to night two. (laughs) Just a a classic Classic, disconnection. I was going to say, I was like, oh, I'm shocked you didn't come to this, but I couldn't go to night one. And And I I couldn't go to night night two. two. And that's that's just our dynamic. Just how it works sometimes, man. Todd Todd gets even. Yeah, and I don't even know when. (laughs) You're a little odd. Todd's not a little odd. Yeah. Okay. It's, it was unexpected for sure. Yeah, the whole the whole system just falls apart. Oh <laughs> uh, man! But yeah, and I don't know when that dinner was. That dinner was like I think it was in like July or something. Yeah, last definitely year feels yeah. like, definitely feels like a summer month kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely pretty nice out because I remember I remember not knowing where I could park at the restaurant, so I <laughs> definitely parked 15 minutes away and then walked, and I was like, I'll get there, and then I got to the restaurant. Ah, oh, good times. Good times. Uh, yeah, compared to compared to when we used to see each other, which was minimum like once or twice a week. Yeah, and that, those were good times. Those were but good times. We live in present times, but I want to bridge the gap between then and now. There you go. I Todd, love it. Yeah. What you been up to? Um, well, I don't know if you've heard, and I'm sure many of your guests have discussed this at this point, but you know, everyone's at home for since the most part. When? I thought um, it was just me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been doing it since January, and I was finally ready to go out to the world again. And then, of course, you know, they were like, no, 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 no. You got you to gotta stay home. And I was like, oh, God, fine. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I've been hanging out, working. <laughs> my schedule is funny. Now that I'm home, my schedule's really become like the same thing over and over and over <laughs> again. So I work from home, you know, my general work hours. And then because everyone's trying to, you know, find stuff to do and nobody has stuff to do. Um, Twice a week now, I've got D&D on the go uh, right. over online, yeah. And then another night, I play board games with some friends. Lots of pe- Some people you would know, some people you don't. Fair enough. 
You still, yeah, living, then, you still living in a barn in the middle of nowhere? Oh, no, God, I wish. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I lived out in the country in a country apartment above a barn for almost a year and a half, um, which was good some months of the year and not good other months of the year. Uh, specifically summer was uh, fantastic. You know, I have like, I had like a deck that goes up. So I was like overlooking this nice field. Um, and then and winter then, heads. And then winter hits, and that field becomes gross and muddy and snowy, and uh, you get a lot of coyote warnings and stuff like that. Um, but so uh, no, I to, to answer your question much faster. Um, no, around last October, uh, I moved in. Uh, I moved in with a friend back in Guelph. Hi. So feels good to be back in the hometown. Yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't horribly far away. Uh, for the most part, right? Like 20 minute drive in. Well, not even 20 minute, like 10 minute drive into certain parts of Guelph. But, um, but now I'm like back into it and I can like, I get to see a lot more people. Well, I got to see a lot more people uh, <laughs> nice and close. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely but nice to be back. I like Guelph. What are you doing for work these days? Sorry, you cut, it, you cut out there for a second. Too. Yeah, I, th- I think the internet issue is uh, definitely on my end. Uh, what I asked was, uh, what are you doing for work these days? Uh, working at a company called Well.ca. We, um, so there's the on, yes, we, uh, we, you get a custom well. Uh, if you want it to go down, that's regular. If you want it to go up, that's a whole <laughs> other game. Um, no, it's, uh, so they're like an online retailer. So they sell like wellness products and all sorts right, gotcha. of things. Which let me tell you, uh, for a place that sells a lot of hand sanitizer, <laughs> um, uh, March was an interesting time for me for just, many reasons. Just immediately out of stock. Oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, I'm also like in charge of reporting stuff that's out of stock. So then like definitely when March hits, I'm suddenly working from home and I've got like twice the work. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, gosh. Um, but yeah, so I've been working there for since like April 2018, um, and it's good, you know. It's again in Guelph, so I get yeah. to stay near family and whatnot. Um, and yeah, they're pretty good there, so it's fun like that. And on the side, and on the side, I do like a little nighttime vigilante stuff. But you know, Ooh. yeah. Uh, what What would you say is your biggest accomplishment as that vigilante role? Um, I'd say just like getting my own spotlight. Like that's a big thing, you know. Not every vigilante gets a spotlight yeah. on a roof. That just just, just, just the one that's on the like the commissioner's good side. Yeah, right. Like that's that that's when you know you've made it, and <laughs> it just shoots it shoots up a different pun every night. And then I, I go, guess they need me, and then I I come out and yeah. Do, do, does your vigilante format have an alias? Um, I I'm trying to make some pun really quick pun right here now to make it. I really should have prepared this when I was making it. <laughs> you 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 um, never knew that this was going to come. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the spirit of it. A lot of people that come on the show don't expect to be, that lives between us. They they, they uh, don't expect to be pun, drilled super hard. Man. Yeah. Um. So so when I just bring the heat, it just completely blindsides them. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. This is going to be like now a big BuzzFeed article. It'll be like, watch Todd fail in this interview. <laughs> No pun name like for sister his... or something. <laughs> oh damn, that's that's harsh. That's a career switch for her too. Just just to make a BuzzFeed article, just to Disney. <laughs> but she'd do it. I love Support it. independent journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, so earlier you mentioned uh, you, you you apologize for taking a while to answer. No need to apologize. I'm not the one that's uh that's really going anywhere. But you have a you have a protest today in Guelph. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we we currently live in a time where there's just a lot of unfathomable, absolutely, yeah. Just, uh, I'll, I'll just call it evil doing. Yeah, uh, that's a good word for it. And in, uh, in, in the in the world of uh, law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, is is this the first time you've done a protest of this sort? Oh uh, yeah. Or, sorry, the the or was going to be like, or had you done this before for like I was going to say, yeah, this is, uh, etc. I know. I mean, yeah, this is definitely my uh, first time. It's somewhere, uh, somewhere close to home, and uh, it's also just like you just, especially like as you consume more and more, uh, just the materials and stuff you see online and stuff, and like you see other videos of other these protests mm-hmm. and see how passionate some of these people are. Uh, you just realize, yeah, you gotta step up and do your part. 
which I know a lot of people are worried just with like the pandemic and stuff going on right now. Um, but also like I've had a few friends who, so I was, uh, I called in or not called in. I was watching the stream of the Kitchener uh, protests and stuff. And I had a few friends there as well. And like a lot of these people who are worried about like the social distancing stuff, at least at these ones, uh, they said they've been doing like fantastic jobs, groups, like groups scattered and stuff and keeping distance and everyone's very, mm-hmm. uh, Friend or friendly and understanding of space and stuff. So like, yeah, yeah that's I, definitely I, not even concerned. And doubly luckily that like, I don't think Waterloo Region Police is like tear gassing people and forcing them Correct. to like, well, just yeah. cough in the vicinity of other people and then like shipping them off in a crowded bus to a jail or whatever. So yeah, right. Like, no, I think it's more of just uh, yeah, Guelph's probably going to be the same. It's not, I, I don't expect. I, I expect a lot of good people doing a lot of uh, important stuff. I don't expect necessarily uh, <laughs> anything crazy to happen. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you have a mask just for personal use while you're going to go outside? Uh, yeah, my uh, my mom actually makes uh, masks just as like a, she's at home and she knows how to make things. So she's been making lots of fabric masks for me and my sister and family and uh, friends and stuff. Uh, which she's, I, she's talking about starting to sell them soon now because she, she keeps making them and keeps making <laughs> more and more. Um, and which I think is solid. I, uh, I was hoping I have one somewhere within reaching distance. I don't, but um, she also, and yeah, cool designs and too. Like I got my Batman one for my vigilante stuff. And uh, I had a Mar, I had a Mario and Luigi one, like, like eight bit characters like running around. Uh, but I broke the elastic on it. Got, got um, to find the fun where you can these days. For sure. Um, yeah. And it's just, it was a nice little gift from that and just good, right? Like uh, I find it's helpful when you're going like to the grocery stores whatnot and the occasional people who don't understand arrows on the ground <laughs> and are really really passionate about walking certain ways you know but you're close um, talkers yeah getting right up in your grill all right like what do you mean right like oh man but nice um so i remember a while ago i actually heard a a, a podcast pilot from you and aj Oh, I, I, I wasn't. I, I thought you might have heard I, that one. Yeah, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm not going to go too deeply into it. Yeah. However, as I'm approaching episode ten of this show, mm-hmm. um, you know, podcasting super easy. You can tell by how confident my voice sounds when I say these statements. Um, um, yeah. Well, you know, why did you guys stop? Uh, it's definitely an interesting new show. Um, oh God, this is where I get really sad about me. Um, oh. So no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so. I will start. I will start just explaining a little bit of the background and when we started uh, making that podcast. And for some people who know me, who are now just hearing that AJ and I tried to make a podcast, <laughs> they were like, "What? I've known you for years." And this was like 2017. Yeah. Um, so from January to April 2017, um, I was uh, I was in like UW Improv and doing UW Improv Club, UW Improv Team. And, but I was, uh, I was on co-op, as you know, sometimes you're working away from Waterloo. So I was working, I was working, yeah, and working in Mississauga and living in Guelph. So I was like, you know, you got Guelph, Mississauga and Waterloo is like the other direction. Mm -hmm. And I was originally unsure if I wanted to, um, make the effort of going to Waterloo twice a week after work. Um, but AJ, our good friend, AJ, friend of the show, first guest on the podcast, right? Um, yes. He, um, Yes. Um, he, he was living in Guelph, funny enough at the time. So when I was, when I would go to work in Mississauga and then improv would be like two hours later, I would just drive for Mississauga, go through Guelph, get AJ and then go to Waterloo and we'd go to improv and stuff. Um, which was a lot of fun, very tiring, but also meant I spent so much time with AJ for that four months, which I say in a very positive light because AJ <laughs> is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, until, except the fact that he aggravates me in so many ways, <laughs> which is why we, we, so we would always discuss stuff and things we wanted to do. And also him and I used to argue all the time about like stuff that we really like. Um, and it would, just be really random stuff, which was the premise for this podcast is that him and I were basically just going to come with different arguments every uh, episode, <laughs> which I was nervous also how limited of a format that might be, but we also did have a decent list ready. Oh, for um, sure. But, so it's funny because, um, and it was just one of those things, you know, like I was getting towards the end of my university time there. So like the, uh, after those four months when we were like hanging out all the time and discussing all this stuff we wanted to do, uh, May 2017 came along and that was going to be my last semester at Waterloo. So I was like, I got to go out with a bang, you know, I, uh, my improv stuff is done. 
again because it's like the team's not running him this summer. Um, and I was like, at by August, yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be out there and changing the world with whatever career I go and find, <laughs> and not spend many months unemployed. Well, um, but uh, yeah, so then um, around May, him and I were him and I had a, a list of things we were going to do. Maybe he's too embarrassed to admit this now that he's gone on to many greater and better things. Um, it, it turns out he just turned them all into sketch ideas. I should watch. Todd, deserve, Todd deserves producer credits on all of these. Some of those will be like, wait a minute, that's me. Um, which I just, I, I, I have to reiterate how much I love AJ. <laughs> because <laughs> he's just, the goofiest, the goofiest stuff used to happen in those car rides. I remember like early on one time, we were coming back from Improv Club. Well, he's going to hate that. Um, we were coming back from Improv Club. And I guess I was like, oh, he's tired because he's just passed out in the shotgun seat. <laughs> sure. and I was like, fine, oh, whatever. I'm like, he's tired. So I drove, that's like a, you know, Waterloo to Guelph, especially the end of Guelph he was going oh, yeah. uh, That was like 40 minute drive from Easily. University of Waterloo to that spot. So for, he was up for like the first five minutes and then was out for basically the next like 35 minutes. Drove him to his house and then he like uh, woke up as we got to his house and then he got out. And then he later admitted to me that because we were like, we were good friends, but he had never spent that, that long of time just hanging out with me. Uh, he was like, I, I didn't know what to talk about. So he just pretended to be asleep for 35 <laughs> minutes. Like the classic, talk about. The classic like, community move. I, I just know. pretend you asleep. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so then like May came along and AJ and I had a big list of stuff that we wanted to do. So one of which was to make a podcast. I also wanted to host a, sum, a improv summit in the summer, which was going to like have, it was not going to be just limited to like, it was going to include like alumnus and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. Waterloo, we never really done stuff like that. Brock has uh, an alumni show that I like, and I'm sure the other schools do too. Um, so I was like, it'll be cool to have like a mix of old and new. Summer is a decent time to do it because there's still improv people from Waterloo on campus. Um, and I just thought, yeah, like that'd be super cool. Combined with then AJ and I also wanted to do an improv troupe. So we were trying to consider getting people for that. We were going to get called the Spice Boys and named after different fake spices. It was, it was a wild time. Um, and then we wanted to make this podcast. And the, the lame part of this all basically is we recorded the one episode of the podcast, which um, would you say is now your favorite podcast from that one episode you listened to? Of the podcasts that I've listened to that have been uh, engineered by Daryl, it's definitely like number one. There you go. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we recorded that one episode of the podcast and I started planning this. We started looking to get this improv troupe thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it is with my last semester of university, I was taking multiple stats courses and a computer science course and trying to start applying for jobs. And I was just like, every time we were trying to plan stuff, I was like, I'm kind of busy. Um, <laughs> until I kept pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. And then... Uh, September hit and I was like, oh, I've really, uh, I've graduated now and really caused all these things. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I could definitely pin it back to me too. Cause like, as you also saw, basically like a few months after that, that was when AJ was like, any, any time you go on Facebook, there'd be like seven different events that AJ was like yeah. attending and like star again. And I'm that like, dude, that dude gets that, busy. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, it was really sad that I, uh, we never really got to ride that out. I don't know how many episodes that would have been realistically because you can only argue about for st- stuff for so long. Um, and just AJ takes some wild stances sometimes <laughs> that was hard to contest with. Like, I think it was in that first episode, which I have not listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, was when we were arguing. <laughs> was a weird, <laughs> weird arguments we chose now that I'm thinking about it. Um, we were arguing when the best age of kid was. For like just like annoying like likability annoying us like as a parent and stuff um and it's because the only reason is because i argued for like a younger age when they're like learning stuff and they're like you know not the world's worst human being um, they, they, they're, they're barely sentient they'll, they'll, they'll do what you tell them right. to they just they kind of listen to you like they'll probably cry but they also yeah. go to bed at 8 30 so sure. you're like all right that helps uh, and aj's stance was like 13 14 and he was <laughs> like have, belly in years yeah he was like they have the best memes and i'm like no <laughs> cares about those aj no 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 that being said uh i've i've i have some younger cousins i spent some time with they're fine but yeah. But but I will agree that the memes of the 13, 14 year olds on the internet right now are truly top notch. There you go. Well, you know, 
I mean, that's just because they're not letting the five, fives and six-year-olds, you know, get a <laughs> shot at these memes, you know? I feel that's like true. if they had more computer expertise, I would, I'd really be into it. That's like back when we were like in grade one and two, and I remember they're like, we're making a fake newspaper, and then write stupid <laughs> comics and stuff. Yeah. Those comic strips. Distributed amongst the class, photocopy yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. We all did it. And then the teachers sell them to the parents for like five bucks, and the teacher's making all this money. Do, do you think you would ever consider uh, rebooting the, your pod? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, I definitely wouldn't mind, uh, you know, I'm sure you've enjoyed it enough as well, like a creative outlet, uh, and an excuse to, (laughs) uh, talk to friends, whether or not it was AJ or if he was too busy, other people for whatever it is. I actually, am not even sure if that I'm, you know, as much as I loved the format at the time. (laughs) Um, here's the thing. I want to say that I don't think AJ and I could carry on this, like, argumentative thing for many episodes, Mm -hmm. but also... At that last that dinner you were talking about that you Dar- uh, Daryl AJ and I had, it, it was the first time I had seen AJ in a while as well, and I was like, it's gonna be so great. I'm seeing AJ again, and then like we get into the restaurant and he uh, we get garlic bread and he's eating garlic bread with a fork and knife. Yeah. And I'm like AJ, I'm so I'm literally like it's just like two years back all of a sudden where I'm just ready to argue with him again, and I'm like AJ, you, why are you eating garlic bread with a fork and knife? And he's just like it's better this way, just eating it along, <laughs> happiest guy in the world. Oh God, I love that guy. That's gonna be the name of this episode. Just AJ. I love that guy. Oh yeah, I I I definitely have an established uh, naming scheme where it's just very plainly um, uh, yeah. episode number and name. Yeah, I know. Uh, but 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 episode ten <coughs> special exception for uh, for for just sharing a, a fondness of our. Boy. There you go. I love it. But and what do you? I don't know. Am I am I allowed to interview you? Yes, questions? yes. You you're yeah. absolutely allowed to interview. Perfect. To, to interview me. As um. Well. Yeah. This, so. this, this actually came up on the last episode where it was definitely like, all right, there's going to be a long silence happening here, and then and then I guess kind of like, uh, not uncomfortable, but they're like, this silence wouldn't be here if I am also able to ask Chris questions, and the answer is yes. Everybody's allowed to do it. Fantastic. So your social insurance number. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's just five. There you go. Um, so, I mean, have you been uh, finding your little, like, enjoyable things during quarantine and stuff, right? Like I mentioned, like, a lot of what I'm doing these days are just, like, online board right. gaming and D&D and stuff. And I just got, like, I got a new computer. So my old computer was not capable of running Steam successfully. Oh, um, it's, it's a, it was a hunk of junk. Um, but it was fine because I never used my computer for like anything except like I, I basically just watch videos, which I do on my iPad or my TV. Um, but then once quarantine started, everyone was getting on tabletop simulator and mm-hmm. playing games on there. So now my new computer can do that. So I really oh, just nice. rock and board games. <laughs> it's not a bad life now that I say it. <laughs> um, board games with D&D and stuff. Um, but yeah, have you been managing to find stuff to keep yourself busy, keep yourself entertained. Yeah. So, pr- so pretty much even pre quarantine, most of my day was just like, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go home. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm yeah. playing wow. When I like, basically as soon as I get home, yeah. maybe like an hour of whatever yeah. in, uh, in between. And then I go to bed and then I do that again, which when I phrase it that way, doesn't sound particularly great, but you know, that's how I spend my time. I, I mean, it's, that, that's what I do. It's like, as long as it's like what you enjoy doing, right? Yeah. Like it's not like, <laughs> that's because that's really the crux of it I, I feel like half of what i do right like I, most of my family doesn't really like i'm like this weird deviant from my family my family doesn't play like board games or things like that so whenever i'm like oh yeah i got this new game it's great and they're like all right go see a movie kid um <laughs> and stuff like that right like it's just everyone has their own things they enjoy and stuff and that honestly sounds pretty fun to me as well so like like board games definitely came into my like it's it's ever my, my parents I think don't have a great grasp of how to play most board games and just like don't find that experience particularly great. Yeah. Um, so like my sister and I were kind of like de- like deprived of board games growing up for the most yeah. part. Um, but then like as we came like, you know, fully formed adults, we we're just like, oh, we could actually just like start enjoying these things now. Nice. Um, I've yet to actually play a board game with my sister online at all. I should consider doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there have been like a few more recent Christmases or whatever where we're at our cousin's house and we're just like, oh yeah, we could play like Catan or something. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. And so I was also going to ask, so uh, originally also when you asked me to come on the podcast, because I know sometimes you had discussed like when yes. you met people and stuff like that. And I was like, when did I meet Chris? <laughs> and I, you're one of the few, you're, you're like one of the, there's like a group of the improv friends, which I just yeah. have, abs- do you remember? Because I have absolutely zero memory of when we met. 
Um, um, so, so I just I, remember being an improv and you were a human that existed. Yes. And then I was like, this is great. So, so if, if I think I might be able to just like sort of reverse engineered based on like the timeline of my life where uh, it was probably like 2013, 2014, because uh, I think I'd just come back from my academic sort of sabbatical where I just had grown tired of university after three years. Um, so I took like nine months off, came back. I was just like, all right, in those first three years, you know, like what can I sort of point to as like a source of my just exhaustion? I was just like, I did a terrible job of socializing with my my, my fellow students on campus. So I was like, okay, what yeah. what sort of clubs can I join? There was there was the the uh, Waterloo Sci-Fi uh, Magic Club, which uh, played Magic the Gathering and not like uh, you know not, illusions. Not yeah, yeah. I, that's that's actually really fun. Sorry to really quickly interrupt, but that was I'm assuming you watched the Ben Schwartz and Thomas. Movie. Exactly. That's why that's why I felt compelled to uh, make that clarification. God, I love that show yeah, so much. Yeah, I really I really like that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, improv. That sounds like fun. Uh, I, you know, they have that clubs day in the, uh, in the life center. I was like, oh, hey, who's on it anyway? I remember. I now remember what improv is. There you go. Uh, so I just showed up and then just like slowly just just kept showing up. Um, had a real good time. Uh, then like tried out for uh, tried out for that first performance statement. I think it was like the year after I'd start going to the club. And it was dope. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I basically it's so like twenty fourteen, like, twenty fifteen. That, that would I guess that would make sense because I'm trying to think now. Because um, I joined, I remember so I remember starting university like in t- fall twenty twelve, and uh, I hadn't joined. I didn't join then, but I remember I went to like clubs day, mm-hmm. and uh, I went around a little bit and talked to some people. And the one group I talked to a lot was the Waterloo Improv. Uh, people there and they were like yeah you gotta come man and i'm like it's like monday night or tuesday night and i live in a different city and i can't drive yet because yeah. i'm like 17 or 16 <laughs> I can't remember. um how old are you at times um but i did i didn't have my g2 yet um uh and so then i was like that sucks i'd love to go because this sounds fun but uh i'll just i'll write my name here and then maybe one day my life will change and i'll be able to come um because i was still commuting from guelph at the time mm-hmm. and i uh so then, and then four months went and I went through the fall semester and I, uh, I was getting emails this entire time. Cause they used to send out emails back then before like the Facebook page got a little yeah. bigger. Um, and it would be like, it would always just be like, Oh, reminder, we have this tonight. And it would have some reference to last club sessions, like a scene from it. So it was always just really like out of context improv makes no <laughs> sense. Right. But it's it was always just a really people. wild line where it'd just be like, Oh no, Batman's running for mayor. Hopefully Tom Hanks can help us out. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Um, so then I did that. And then the first four months I was, I understand like where you're coming from. Cause I was just like, uh, it was just a lot of stress all at once at the university and like a lot of different friends disconnecting from high school and stuff. Uh, so I was like, I have literally nothing to do uh, other than just like schoolwork, which yeah. is not the way I want to be living. And I was working at uh, weekends at the time too. So I was literally like talk about my life in a cycle. It was just like work, 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 work. And the school, 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 school. Um, so I was like, I got to find something to do. And I kept getting these emails and I was like, I just got to find a way to, get to club so then like 2013 went around and yeah i started going to club and competitive team and making friends and stuff and then yeah and then i i was coming back like fall 2013 as well which if you were around then yeah that probably would have been around when we met yeah that sounds about right yeah um yeah because there's a few people i was gonna say there's a few people like that where i'm just like like people i really like and people i really know very well that just appear yeah. <laughs> like nape for existence. Yes. Nate, friend of, good friend of mine. Uh, I uh, literally could not place the day I met him. Um, but he just eventually, I'm like, this guy's great. We should, I should hang out with this guy. <laughs> you just start looking at like old photos of yourself from high school and suddenly like um, it's just in all of them. Yeah, like, right. Wait, the fun Nate, magical. Was Nate always here? <laughs> that, that is possible, honestly. He's just like a magical spirit that embodies Waterloo Improv. <laughs> for the amount of puns that Waterloo Improv is notorious for making, that oh, would yeah. not shock me that Nape is like this weird guardian angel of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you mentioned, uh, oh, just on the topic of people from uh, UW Improv, you're you're part of a, my understanding is that you're part of a you know, big old D&D uh, group featuring many of those individuals. Uh, how long have you been playing D&D? And... Uh, 
how did how did that coalesce into this particular grouping? Um, okay, so I'll I'll start from the beginning. Um, so like years ago, I probably want to say like 2015. Um, I had a few random friends from high school who were playing, uh, you know, Pathfinder. Yep. So yeah, they're playing Pathfinder, right? Like adjacent to D and D. Um, and they were they uh, had invited me up to come play, and I was like, I have never done anything like this before. Uh, it sounds fun, and yeah, I got like a few random people I went to high school with, so it was a nice like little reunion. Um, and yeah, we played like we started playing like these Pathfinder one shots. So we were never playing like a really long term um, mm-hmm. stuff, but we would like come in for like a night or two nights or three nights, um, and then like run these little uh, run like smaller uh, campaigns. And like over time, because everyone scattered from Guelph again. Um, they started going online onto Roll20, uh, which is a service, yeah, just to play D&D online. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like every week or so I would play Pathfinder online and we'd play a new one-shot and stuff and make new characters and stuff. So it was more of like the gamey side of it, less of like the RP side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was still, yeah, it was just like a nice like toe into the water of kind of things. And I had a lot of fun with it and making characters. And I, I used to do this thing that annoyed a lot of the people I played with where uh, anytime I made a new character, it would just be some spinoff of Todd. So it'd be like, <laughs> like ooh, Toddrick the Barbarian, Todd Ark the Paladin, Todd Erg the Hobgoblin Rogue. And they were like, you got to come up with something better. You, first of all, you, um, you literally could not anyway, come so up with I did that for like a year. Like Todd is, Todd is the peak of naming. Yeah, right there. If, if, um, if, if anything, you were doing a disservice by naming them other than... <laughs> anything other than just straight up Todd. Yeah, I, uh, I'm right there with you. Um, but anyway, so then, uh, we, yeah, we would do these one shots all the time, but it just over time, things get busy, people get, uh, fizzle mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and, uh, so then I didn't play for a while. And then when I, when I graduated, um, a lot of my friends from like the math faculty were graduating around the same time. And, uh, so then, and we were all scattering, right? Like I had friends who went to London, friends who went to Toronto, friends who went to Ottawa, friends who went to, so we were all like, Oh no, <laughs> We're all scattered, so we should try to find something to do. And one of my friends, uh, my friend Lucas, he suggested we play some form of D&D. And I was literally the only person in the group who had ever played anything at that point in that group. Um, was that I played Pathfinder. Uh, so then I was like, I, that makes me DM. Yep. <laughs> uh, exactly. uh, unfortunately, yeah, just that little bit of experience puts you in the seat. Um, and then like right around that same time, I... Um, I had a different group, some friends that I just made up from people I used to work with at Value Village way back in the day, and just mm-hmm. people I know, from, like I still know my roommate now. Um, we all, uh, he, they invited me to their campaign, which is in D&D 5th edition. And um, so I, right all of a sudden, I'm A, out of school and don't have a job yet. <laughs> and then B, um, I mean, I'm DMing a Pathfinder campaign and playing at a D&D campaign all at the same time, like September 2017. And uh, yeah, I just started, uh, I started getting really into it. Like, it was just like a lot of fun, you know? And like, for both, all in the past, it was a lot of like smaller one shots. So we could do like two or three sessions and that's it. But then like, this was both two new like full campaigns. So like, we're over time like building the story and having fun with it. And since it also kind of aligned with when I got out of university and stopped doing improv, it was a great excuse to do like improv um, <laughs> without, you know, having to like go, find it, go make a troop or go to, a, go to a thing, yeah. thing, right. And deal with all sorts of onstage anxiety. Um, so then, yeah, I started doing that. And then as many month, more months went on, um, different like D and D shows, there's like critical role, <laughs> which is like a bunch of famous voice actors in it. And Matthew Mercer's, uh, the DM, um, those stuff were getting like really popular with people I knew and some people that uh, you and I both know um, our mutual friends, um, our friend Kelly, uh, she started getting into like critical role and stuff and got me into it as well. And so then that started getting spreading in our, uh, some like random people that we knew who were just like really starting to watch this and get into it and get into the idea of like wanting to do a D&D campaign. Um, so then, yeah, we, Got together and then because right in. correct and then because surprise surprise I'm the only one with DM experience <laughs> I got put into the DM seat um, which I, I love I like to joke about but um, so yeah so then some groups I was doing like online weekly uh, every week and then like this group of people I knew from back from improv days we would do like a monthly session where we would all get together and yeah it's just been like this nice constant I've had for like the last two or three years. That's just been like now, basically, as you can tell from my cool D and D sweater. Um, uh, oh. It's just all you. Yeah. It's become part of your life. 
Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's kind of like a big part of my life, which has also been like, it's a funny thing where, um, I basically now, so basically I switched all my Pathfinder stuff over to 5e as well, just cause I find that edition to be a little more hands-on and easy to get into and better to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, don't, if you're, if you're a big Pathfinder fan, don't get in the comments. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, um, so yeah, it is funny too because I got like so into it all the time, and like I like all these podcasts I listen to, are, and then I DM twice a week online right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like times where like I'm trying to like Google stuff for work, but when I'm trying to look up for stuff for D and D, you basically you have whatever you want to type in, and then you put five E with it, yeah, because then it comes up with like that specific editions of stuff, and all it just knows your type. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll just be like googling like, oh, you know, Canada to US dollar conversion five E. Like, oh. <laughs> I know. Um, which has been, yeah, it's just super good. But yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. Like, uh, it's a fun hobby to maintain that I think I'll be holding on to for many years. I got like my many books. Oh yeah, it, it's got some legs on it. Like, <laughs> like as a game exists for like what, almost fifty years now. Well, for sure, I you're at the history portion of this <laughs> is going to be unfortunately I'm not going to be the best at. Um, but for sure, like many many years and. Uh, it's had many, many lives, like different positions and stuff. And I think like most recently, especially with like Twitch streams and people being able to um, share like some stuff like that. Like, yeah, more and more of these things are just being shared and being done, which I think is great. Because, you know, yeah. like I said, like I, as much as I miss improv, there's also like certain things of improv that also like I'm always like a little hesitant to jump back into and <laughs> give me a, a little bit of nerves. Um, and D&D has just been like this great way to like keep going out and doing that. And all my improv experience pays off for when I DM and people just jump off of buildings I didn't expect them to jump <laughs> off of. And I'm going to go, oh, better for the fun here. Just keeps that brain working in that weird improv space. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too. I'm surprised. It's really funny that it actually took me this long to get into D&D because it's literally like, hey, we have this game that's math, fantasy, and improv. Do you want it? And I'm just like, oh. I feel like you've just really dissected what I am as a being. But so, so as a DM with improv experience, uh, how much of the stuff that you do is sort of pre-planned versus just like, um, yeah, j- just, just straight up winging it. Um, here's the thing. I, I will answer this question, but I'm always also kind of nervous when I answer this question to people who could potentially. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to get exposed. Mine, or like if people who are in my campaigns listen to this. Uh, yeah. Cause like, there's also like the little bits of it where I feel like you go through a session, you're like, man, that DM's great. They not, I'm not doing my own heart. I'm just saying like the DM is great. Like they had so much prepared, like the story twist was so good. <laughs> and like, there's been definite times where I come in and I've wrote, written the date on the page and nothing else. Um, <laughs> and that, that, those are fun sessions to be honest. Like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, which is an unfortunate part of um, as much as I love to keep campaigns going over online and stuff. Um, it's a lot harder to not do that when you're, DMing online because um, you usually have to make like like if I'm if I'm making something up on the spot and making combat quickly in person I can draw a quick map make it up in my head and then we're mm-hmm. good to go if I'm doing it out online they get in a quick fight and I want to have like a map ready I'm like I either have to have had it ready which yeah. usually like either just looks terrible because it's me like drawing with like a mouse and this like white and black <laughs> um, <laughs> grid or I've got to like spend a lot of time like finding cool map designs online and then like adapting them to like the combat and stuff and making sure they're not like blurry or anything. Um, but I'd say, yeah, definitely. I find, I have found there have been, and maybe this is cause like I'm bad at <laughs> keeping myself <laughs> organized. Um, I, and, and I know lots of other DMs who prefer to be like super down to the point and have like a very solid plan. But I found that like the more I try to plan, the more I, end up trying to railroad, which is yeah. particularly great. Um, there's here, there are arguments about rail, railroading is whether or not that's the actual thing. But there are definitely times where like, I have like, a page of stuff and I'm like, this is like, this is very important. When they get in this room and they find this portal and this history, and then they're like, we're going to the bar. And I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> you just throw, just throw a piece of paper out the window? For sure. And like some people also say, like, you don't have to get rid of it. You can save it for a later part in the campaign. Like, no, like, that doesn't today. always work. That doesn't always work, you know? And I know I built this world in my head. I can't just pluck a part out. And else, <laughs> but I've definitely done that. Um, so I definitely, I actually like lean, And I also find it actually gives me like a nice little, um, <laughs> a comfortable level of like nerves to have like certain things figured out and not other certain things figured out. Um, I'm, again, I'm not saying every session I'm coming into with a blank slate. Yeah. Like I usually have a general idea of what I'm going on. Sir. Um, but it just gives like players like free reign and stuff, you know, uh, allowing them to like, yeah, like if you only have like five things figured out, then five things are going to be really in depth and everything else is going to be like, 
Yeah, you don't. Um, you you do that. Yeah, Thumbs right. Up. Well, that's like that old. There's like an old D and D meme. I guess I'm going to share the memes. Um, that is like is when the DM describes this like cool the one cool figure you're supposed to be talking to in the bar. Because how can you describe a full people's bar without like describing just the main person you want them to talk to and then filling the rest of the area? So you're like, <laughs> oh, the cool black hooded figure holding an interesting purple orb sits at the bar, mist coming off of their cloak, and then everyone else is like, who else is in the bar? And they're like. I guess there's like a goblin in the corner and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to that goblin. Man. That's just like the epitome, which I love. Um, that's just the epitome of the, yeah. is just like the absolute like wild things that can just happen from you going left or right rather than forward, um, which is like great for players and sometimes scary for DMs. But um, uh, like <laughs> particularly, I remember one session that I play, I got, I got to play in. It was one of like the first few sessions I actually played in with um my my friends who got me into fifth edition was we got we basically had found this like kind of cursed artifact and we were like you know doing the thing where you pick it up with not your hands and you're like moving it around to be yeah. careful and this was just something that we had that our deal was like hoping we'd like investigate maybe like get rid of or like find a way to get rid of the curse and we also had to deal with like a thieves guild so at the same time we were like there's a guy at the door that was kind of getting in our way and we we're like hey hold this <laughs> and it was game curse i our DM was <laughs> just like oh, okay <laughs> and just like i had to rewrite a whole bunch of stuff in it was great um so yeah improv is good heart at dmd so as much as planning is good you know you got to figure out what your places have and who's there and what you need uh just you got to have a good amount of improv as well just to keep so early on in your sort of dnd career as it were uh you mentioned just like a lot of one shots that were seemingly like more combat focused rather than like on the uh the role-playing end of the spectrum uh, would you say that your preference has like been more towards combat to, since that's where you got your start? Has it shifted over time? Um, I would say, yeah, it definitely has shifted over time. Like, um, I feel like even when I just started DMing, even though I came from more of like a combat background, it was also because I was learning a lot at the time as mm-hmm. I was DMing, right? Like there was a lot of stuff that I did as a player that like I understood how my player worked <laughs> and my character and then everyone else was doing stuff and like the DM would have answers for all of my questions and stuff like that. So when I had to start DMing, you have to really start learning a lot more of the rules and stuff, yeah. which combat is definitely more rule heavy than just walking around and being a role playing goof. So I definitely like, I remember normally my first session has a good, like the starting session has a decent amount of combat in it for like any new campaign that I start. Um, but I like, uh, I think, yeah, like role playing definitely adds like a good amount. Of, I think like, especially over time as well, like you said, I've just found like, more of the memories, the more of the great memories you have are usually of like funny role-playing moments or like badass role-playing moments versus like, oh, remember that time that I hit that guy for 27 damage when the max damage <laughs> I could have done was 30? 27 out of 30? That's crazy. <laughs> like, that just doesn't come up as much. I do, I like, some people also just like really don't think combat's important at all. It's just kind of a time filler, which I also try to disagree with because I feel like, you know, you have these characters that are invested in these cool badass characters mm-hmm. that you want to see kind of like pushed like to some sort of limit or to like have to push uh show their strength in some way so i think like a, I, you definitely got to have a good mix but i definitely think like if you don't have good art role play then you're really just playing like a board game at that point sure. um which again is, uh, that's another great thing about D is that like you know different groups can have different vibes and feels for stuff if more people are more interested in just combat as long as that's how the group wants to run it then go for it but otherwise you can talk to the random goblin in the corner of the bar and just have a laugh <laughs> Now, now, as a as what it seems like the the core DM for the most part, have you have you ever offloaded the DM uh, role onto other people, and how has that gone? Um, so uh, let me like run through this real quick. So basically, yeah, there's I would say there's three main groups that I'm involved in, and one I play in regularly, um, and then uh, two are the ones I DM for. Um, and so the one that was like my math friends that is like, it was more weekly online for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I was the DM consistently there. Um, but one of my players, uh, my friend Sarah, she's gotten like, it's kind of like as you start playing more, you start, if some people just pick up the bug um, and she's definitely like gotten it. So then like now she DMs for two of her own groups and stuff and has like a dice collection that's like three times bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so she ran a one shot for us one time, which was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, yeah and like normally we're all online but for that one because we were also trying to find an excuse to get together um, those who could get to Toronto went to Toronto and got together back in the pre-COVID times yeah. um, and then like my one friend who 
was is who is in BC and cannot come to Toronto on a whim to play D and D. He called in instead. I said the lack, same. Thing. Lack of dedication. I, you know, <laughs> um, no. Nah, I uh, <laughs> although that campaign has actually been going on for quite some time. The one I have with my math friends, like since 2017, and when it finally ends, because they're getting pretty clo- closer to the end, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to be like beg the guy, I'm like just fly in for like a week, man. We'll hang out. <laughs> we'll you know take some time off work, and then we'll finish DD in person. It'll be great. Um, but I haven't run that by him yet. Um, but anyway, so from that group, yeah, I've had like one. Uh, person DM and then from um, the other group with like more improv people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've had a few people jump into the uh, see. Usually, like you said, like it's a lot of work to um, a lot of work to kind of come with this every single time. So uh, there's definitely been times where I'm like, oh, I block going on, um, and they're like, oh, I've actually had this one shot that I wanted to run. Uh, if you guys wanted to do that, so I think that's happened like three times. Um, and we had the classic goblin one shot where everyone plays goblins. <laughs> three, it was the three goblins on a trench coat, which is a pretty solid one shot. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, it, uh, for the most part, I'd say I end up in like the D and D, uh, the DM role of it all. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun when you get a chance to pass it off. Do you, do, 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 do you try to sort of like fuck with them at all? When, when someone else is in the DM position, just to like um, give them a taste of what you may receive on a regular basis. Uh, so, sometimes I usually I usually have a bit of like either goofery or just like I'm trying to do something fun with a character that like some people don't necessarily love. <laughs> um, sometimes I do that. I feel like sometimes we're just joking around. Like if you build like certain character, I don't know how much D and D you've played in your uh, off and on for uh, like time. Six like, years. If you're rocking like. like like once yeah. every, like four times a year at most. There you go. Um, but like, yeah, so then, you know, sometimes I like coming in with like a one-shot character that's just got like 21 armor yeah. and everyone's like, and they're like, uh, they're throwing all these monsters at me and I'm like, nope, doesn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually bit, uh, bit me in the ass one time where I, my friend uh, from the math, my group of math friends that play together, um, which also I should tell you uh, in the conversation of puns, when we started out in Pathfinder, I was like, cool. And I made the group called Math Finder. And like a whole bunch of people got really mad at me for that stupid book. <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, Listen, they, they, they should so have yeah, picked they, a different uh, uh, game base if they yeah, didn't want to have that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Even though I'm definitely the one who chose it because it was the only <laughs> one I had experience in. Um, they should have just chose a different DM if they didn't want five yeah. million puns snuck in there. Um, but yeah, I remember I was like really confident with my like heavy, heavy armored character. And then we got to the boss and the boss like crit me on the first attack and I just went down and I'm like, I can't get up. <sighs> I'm stuck. Oh, and it was like a shambling mound too. So when they like hit you, I think when you hit you and you get to zero, you like get like absorbed by the mound. So oh, like dear. no one can come heal me because I'm like in the mound. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, right. Like stupid stuff like that. But I also, yeah, yeah just whatever you could have fun, like um, trying to find like spells that are like solve encounters in tricky ways. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to describe one without spoiling uh, a, a one shot too much, but basically, yeah, there was one where we had like a few people, we we were goblins stacked in a trench coat, and then we ran into some like kobolds, like these little dragon lizard people, um, also stacked up in, in a trench coat, and I managed to like make the middle guy really big, like just eight times the size. So we crushed like the little bottom guy. It's just like the goofy stuff like that that you try to like find creative solutions to. I don't necessarily go out of my way to like try and ruin my DM's experience, but. <laughs> finding stuff but just finding like nice little twists to throw them like curveballs and stuff i think is lots of fun to do uh it's come up a few times in this episode where like we're worried that we're gonna get exposed in some way or just like spoil something uh i think i can confidently say uh there's the the audience size for this show is one so feel free to just just let it all out all right Uh, and that one person his name is paul dronos I, I, yeah, I was, I, I love Paul. Um, I've also, I don't know why well, I shouldn't call you out in case you haven't. Um, <laughs> so I won't ask for your answer. I'll just say it. Um, I, so I, it's funny. Your, your podcast did help me though, because uh, I watched the episode with you and Paul mm-hmm. um, and the Paul was talking about some of his stuff and I was like, man, I miss these guys. Yeah. And so then I, um, and they were talking about like um, credit zero on their podcast and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I should listen to that podcast too. And so I just blasted through that podcast. So oh, nice. Found a bunch of reasons to, Bunch of reasons to complain about Paul. Oh my god, this guy! How dare he? The the, the number one complaint is, "Hey Paul, why aren't Todd, Todd and I part of After School Arcade?" I know, right? Like, I was around. I yeah. left anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I, I love I love that guy. He's like a different 
he's like another AJ. I just love them both. Yeah. Just like positive feedback. I had no idea how to react. It was just like, oh, this is what it feels like when people are being nice to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be thankful. There you go. Maybe you make the name of the episode. We love AJ and Paul. Yes. For sure. In that, in that order. Yeah. Alphabetical. Mm-hmm. Not, Alphabetical. No, no, no other reason. Yeah, of course not. That is also the order I met them in. So I, I mean, that could also be the reason. But. <laughs> uh, so Todd, I, w- I was told to have segments on this show to give it some semblance of structure once all the once we get through a bulk of the chit chat. Um, so so the first yep. segment is what is your TED talk? However, because you are you, uh, we are going to name it what is your Todd talk. Cool. So uh, how's this work? I just got to like talk on something for like seven minutes after me. What, what is the topic in uh, as a baseline? I, I'm I not mean, expecting a full on like slide deck to spontaneously appear. No, I mean, I, I, that's fine. Time. I'll put it away then. Um, but um, I mean, like, funny enough that we just finished like a 50, 10, 15 minute conversation <laughs> on it. But like my, I, and I feel like I'm this weird promotional guy for the Indian now, but that's definitely the thing I probably would have confidently talked about right like it used to probably be improv to a certain extent but now mm-hmm. i'd say a little more uh D. um yeah it's just that's what todd talk is gonna be about is that uh you know it's one of those things that like i feel like some people don't necessarily have the right idea about like they either think it's just like this weird board game that and they're like i don't know necessarily it seems like too complicated or on the other side they think it's just this like crazy like like oh man, I've got to like put on an armor and a sword and hit my friends with like LARPing and things like that. And I'm like, no, it's just like this funny like excuse to get together with some friends if you can find a few people that can get together. Otherwise, once COVID uh, dials down a little bit, like there's usually groups that post online, different things. Um, you, I recommend finding a group and at least trying it out. Or if that's too much, you know, lots of awesome D&D podcasts out there to watch to kind of get like into the into the idea of it there's critical roles a big one uh, i've really been into there's one called dimension 20 uh, mm-hmm. it's the a college, college humor yeah. um the college humor one that has like a bunch of different like they have like fantasy high which is like set in a goofy high school of adventures and stuff which is nice and then they have like, unsleeping city which is uh they're set in, like a magical new york which is just fun it's just so phenomenally new york because they're all from new york it's great um they have like yeah anyways i'll get into it um and like not another D podcast which has also old college humor people like jake jake Kerwitz from jake and amir and stuff mm-hmm. like that um so there's lots of avenues if you want to check it out there's even an episode of community about it there's two episodes of community about yeah, it yeah they're um, both great yeah 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 you can uh definitely dip your toe into the water um i mean i can't speak for every group but for the groups that i've been involved with for the most part uh you can find pretty understanding and accepting people that'll help you along as you move through. If you find groups of people that are really mean and bullying, that's just because those are mean people. Don't play with them. <laughs> um, yeah, they're usually pretty understanding like as you start making characters. And like I said, like I played for however many Pathfinder one-shots and I barely knew any of the rules, but that's because everyone around me was so supportive mm-hmm. and was able to help me through a lot of that stuff. Um, it's just a fun exercise uh, of having fun, building the story over a long period of time, if that's what you choose to do, and making characters that people get really emotional, passionate about. Like, I definitely, uh, I've definitely found, like, as you're making these characters and um, bringing them along in stories for, like, two years and have all these fun moments and stuff, then you actually start to care about these stories. Um, I finished, like, I finished a long-term campaign, like, a year ago, like, the first fifth edition campaign I got into. Um it was about a year ago where like the people who were playing before me had been playing for like six months before I joined. And then we played for like a year and a half after uh, I joined. So like they were in it for two years. I was in it for a year and a half. And I was like, we were finishing the story. And I was like, Oh my God, my character, uh, my, <laughs> my, my dwarven barbarian. Um, but uh, no, it was just, uh, I think it's a lot of fun that people are, would, are regularly surprised by how much fun they can have. Uh, has there already been, or sorry, have you ever sort of, um, gotten someone to play and then it turns out like they they just weren't as interested in as they thought they were going to be or is or has it just been like more case of the opposite where like someone's hesitant and then you show them and then they're just like oh they're they're fully on board um huh that's a pretty good question yes i got it's, the one Sorry. Um, uh, I, I, actually i changed my mind i, I, I just, yeah. no, i'm kidding i'm kidding yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a thing on the show where if i if i get <coughs> my guests to ever comment on like how good a question is yeah i love I, I love that because you definitely you know, it was definitely a pretty solid question um 
I would say I don't I don't think I've ever had anyone like super reluctant. Um part of that being that like some of the people I played with have played before. Yeah. And it's just like a sort of like the the, the type of people or who, that if you they tend to associate played, with. They were already invested. Exactly. That's another big part of it. Right? Like these people usually like, oh, I'm so excited for any of the stuff. Like any of the, any people I've played with who used to do improv, if they're jumping in for the first time, they're like, I'm for it. So absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Um, LDS and. and. Yeah. And then ironically, on the other side of it, all my math friends who are like, oh, a game with numbers and we get to have cool characters. Um, yeah, they they would probably be the first ones that I would say like they were the ones I was like getting them into it because like they really had pretty limited experience with any Pathfinder D&D stuff. And then, yeah, they we had our first session with them, uh, and they all seemed to enjoy it quite a bit, and they continue to play with me to this day. So, you know. Um, but I've, I, I've, definitely, I've heard, like, I know people who are definitely unsure of it. I may have not got them into it, but they were definitely unsure of it at the beginning. And then they tried out, and they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> and uh, any, any anecdotes to the, to the contrary, where it turns out that they're just, like, weren't interested? Um, yes, I, I don't, I won't call them up on it. Um, yeah. not as much involved with me. Like most of the group that I've played with have been mm-hmm. consistent. Although I did have a group that I was playing with for a little while where my friend who was the DM, um, his girlfriend was interested in trying it out. So he invited her to join for a few sessions and we were like trying to help her along and move stuff, but it just didn't stick. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things, you know, she wanted to do it because her boyfriend was, uh, enjoyed it and she wanted to be a part of something to enjoy yeah. it as well. And it was something she had never done so then she tried it but it just didn't stick and i hear that happen like it also it, it depends highly on the group like i know some uh people who they join and they want to be like a nice goofy character who's like i'm i'm the boomerang rake man i throw rakes and they come back <laughs> and then everyone else is like there for like their hardcore story like this is lord of the rings continued level saga mm-hmm. we, we want to have this like passion this emotional moments and then started to do that when you're like fighting demons and then there's a dude throwing a rake yeah. um and i find like so if you're looking for different things sometimes if you don't have a good group meld that can give you like a bad impression uh off the bat fair enough um, and just like it's a game right like some people are just not going to enjoy it some people don't want to uh some people don't like to role play some people don't like the characters and investments and all the rules of it all it's just how it is um i've never really had like an experience with someone per se who was like oh i hated this experience there's definitely people i've had with one shots who have like come in for like one night or two night sessions of stuff and then been like okay that was fine this just wasn't you know there's was a lot of talking it wasn't yeah. my favorite thing um but yeah i that's why I always recommend, like, you should at least try it. I'm not going to blame anyone for not liking D&D. Um, but I definitely recommend, for, most part, for the most part, people should give it a shot. It's a fun little game. All right. Thank you for your TED Talk. Round of applause from the audience. I may, I may <laughs> add that in post. <laughs> um, now, now, now the second and, I guess, final segment usually uh, is if you were to host this podcast, who would be your first guest or who would who would you like to have on like a specific person? Uh, like just from my friends and my, uh, or like the like, world and stuff. Yeah. Just, um, just like any, any friend of yours that you have not talked to in a while. Um, I mean, a few of them have been on the show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, like I would, I wouldn't say no to having Paul on an episode. Cause, and I know he does a lot of podcasting stuff, mm-hmm. so it'd be decent to have his input. But at the same time, like, I mean, my first, my first and only podcast that I hosted was with AJ and, uh, I always miss that guy, so I would definitely love him on, but both of those guys have been on the show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think uh, if I had to choose someone else that I could think of, I think Daryl, you know, Daryl, he, he's always a fun guy to usually, like, you can get some pretty solid conversation with. He's quite witty and quite... Very subdued. Ooh, he puts the dude in subdued. <laughs> That's going on his resume, let me tell you. <laughs> he also has his own podcast. Did you know that? That, that, um, isn't, that isn't just after school arcade. Yeah, he does. Uh, I have not listened to it yet. But, it is a bad movies type of podcast, I believe. But um, it's the one he does. He it's like a movie review one, right? That he yeah. watches a movie with a buddy of his. Um, I think he's mentioned it on the other campaign or the other campaign, <laughs> Indian <laughs> event, uh, the other podcast um, that he does with after school arcade. I was going to call him after school zero. Um, <laughs> after school arcade uh, that he's mentioned like once or twice. And, Definitely sounds solid enough. And this is a good way to get like into podcasts and stuff. Like if I listen to yours and then I'm like, oh, Paul's making a podcast. And then I go over and listen to Paul's podcast. And I'm like, Daryl's making another podcast. <laughs> just just chain them all together. That's not I go over to Daryl's podcast. And it just webs out. And then 
eventually I've seen all podcasts. <laughs> you're, you're the only human being in the world to have ever done that? Absolutely. I, I mean, I have a head start because I've listened to the Secret Todd and AJ podcast. <laughs> um, you know, only a few people have got to hear that. Daryl mm-hmm. and you and whoever else AJ and Daryl have shared it with because I've shared it with no one. <laughs> um, you're, you're taking that to your grave otherwise. I, I, it's funny because there's, there's like a lot of like, it'd be funny to release it now because there's a few things in there that are like very time. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> just uh, of, of some sorry, moment. Literally at... At the end, I, I gave a shout-out because I was like, oh, I play board games at my friend's house this weekend. Thanks, man. And it'd be funny to post <laughs> that now and he'd be like, that was two and a half years ago, dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Daryl. <laughs> I choose Daryl as the guest. Because um, usually the follow-up is, like, n- now that you've said it out loud, you've put that out into the world, uh, do you think you're going to, like, DM... Like, me- sorry, DM has two meetings. Uh, do you think you're going to, like, message... Uh, uh, that first guess in any way before uh, you were forced to? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't talk to, no, I don't think I uh, have talked, like Daryl specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would, when's the last time I talked to him? Um, not since 2019 when he invited, <laughs> he, invited me to, he invited me to board games and I was like, I can't go. <laughs> Whatever, oh man, I missed this. Oh, and then, the, and then the message right before that is him saying happy birthday to me in 2018, which this really makes it look like Daryl has put a lot of effort to our friendship. And I am, <laughs> I am sorry, Daryl, if you are watching this, which I know you are. Um, sorry, dude. Let's hang out once COVID's done. Paul, when you were listening to this, uh, just, just relay that message to Daryl at your next podcast record. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I look forward that. to hearing the shout out on yeah. next month's after school or credit zero. I appreciate that. Also, I don't know if this is kind of a really random thing to mention, mm-hmm. but um, Paul and I, both of us really like the Paper Mario games, but he just, his favorite is Super Paper Mario, which I think is the worst. And I just, I wanted to call him out on that for uh, this, just the Wii version. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. He says it's the best one. Have, have you given it a shot? Did you have a Wii? The Wii, yeah. I, I played all the... All, yeah, okay. I I, uh, I played like N64, GameCube, and then Wii yeah. Paper Mario games, and then I kind of tapered off after that because I did not like the Wii one very much. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's, it's soured the whole franchise, but it's coming it, back. It, yeah, I heard they make more ones and kind of back to the old versions and stuff. They just... Well, they kind of like... They just drastically... This is a random tangent for the end of this podcast. No, no, that's um, fine. They just drastically change the format we're like the first you've, did you play the paper mario games this is, yes uh so like the n64 one the gamecube one they were like it turns like a, mm-hmm. a, a turn style fighting game where you're like oh i choose this action for this turn and then i go hit them yeah. in this like stopped combat and just then the like the old, one, uh, the, the old super mario rpgs uh type game hell yeah which um hell yeah that game <laughs> um and then the wii one was like nah let's just get rid of all that you can just jump on people's heads like the other, <laughs> other games i'm like hammer i'm like okay Cool. Also, now that it's been about a, random, yeah. Now, now that it's been about a minute, I can say that Paul actually does not love that game at all. I just like to. <laughs> I know he loves the other ones like I do, and he complains about the Wii one. So I like mm-hmm. to like advertise that he uh, likes the Wii one more, so that he gets really mad. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And now we all know. Now if you want to push know. Paul Drodos's buttons? <laughs> if you want, just just gush over the Wii. Just send Mario. just send him the links to the Super Paper Mario game for the Wii. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, so, so now we get to the end of the show. Mm. It's been a minute. Uh, I'm not very entirely sure how to stick the landing. Do you have any advice as someone who once recorded his own podcast? <laughs> um, I mean, I think you're doing a solid job. I've had a lot of fun watching and being on this episode. Um, <laughs> advice is all, always is just, you know, I'll give you my TM's advice, which is, have a have a plan, but be willing to deviate from the plan always because sometimes that leads to the most fun. It's not really great advice for a podcast because you necessarily need to have some sort of a solid plan. But just that, that advice is as as good for podcasting as it is for life. You got to be able to roll with the punches. Hell yeah, Todd! Thank you so much for coming on the show. I I, I like to give uh, my 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 guest comedy bang bang style a section just plug their stuff whatever they got going on whatever someone they love uh has something going on you mentioned your mom's got some maybe uh a mask uh selling to do so i'm just gonna switch this to a to to speaker view and todd you can just take it away Uh no okay um yeah well i uh 
I mean, my mom is making uh, a mask, but I don't know to what extent, like how much she will be selling them or to like, if it's just like the people in the area and stuff, I don't want to start plugging a business for her and then make her make this actual business. Um, but you know, if you know me and you need masks and my mom is making more masks, I might post about it. Um, as for people I like who are doing stuff, like I'm not really doing anything. I mean, if you need a DM <laughs> uh, for D&D 5th edition, you can let me know and I might be interested. Um, uh, since I don't really have something going on, I will, again, shout out uh, AJ in general. Just whatever he's up to, because he's always doing cool stuff. Um, he's doing sketch stuff in Toronto, whatever. Just find AJ and watch him, and you will usually enjoy yourself. Um, and then I'll shout out the guys at uh, After School Arcade again. They got a Credit Zero podcast. I'm allowed to shout out someone else's podcast on your podcast, right? I'll allow it to watch Self Counselor. Okay. Um, yeah, they're just you know, uh, good friend of my good friends of mine and uh, Drew. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Drew. Um, and yeah, that's all I really got to uh, shout out for me. Wunderbar. Well, uh, I'll let you get to your to your protest preparations. Thank you. Stay also, safe I, out there. I, I mean, I guess I can, I will also mention yeah if you. Uh, if, if there's a protest in some way you, uh, watchers are able to reach, uh, if you can't for health concerns, totally understandable. There's some that are being streamed, uh, just any support you can give at this time. Cause like you said, some pretty bad people are doing pretty bad things and there's a pretty bad societal rules. So try and show your support to people who need it. Wonderful. Right. Todd, take it easy. I'll see you next time. You too, man. Thanks.